now. So now we have uh, Tyler Connolly from Theory of a Dead Man. It's Two Dudes Reviews. I think that was the intro. That was the intro. <laughs> nice. Tyler, hey, Tyler, welcome to the program, man. Thanks for having me. It and, works. Yes, it does. And congratulations on all the success, by the way. You've got a beautiful house there. Now, um, it, it's how long you've been living in this uh, in this palace? I, I've been here about six years. Okay. And where is it? I live in Burbank. I'm about uh, about five miles from all the fire. Okay. All right. Wow. Don't don't get too ahead on your questions. Yeah, that was okay. a question. <laughs> We're setting this up as uh, ten questions with Tyler Connolly. Love wow. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Brian threw some special effects in there or something like that. Hey. Uh, okay, Tyler. I know our time is limited here. Um, wake up call. Uh, it, it's a really pronounced departure in sound from your prior releases. You know, RX um, arguably the biggest song you guys have ever released. I mean, it's been, like, number one nationally for how many weeks now? Four, six, something like that? It is six, yeah, Okay, six. And, and still, it's at number two. It's like the song that, that won't go away. Congratulations on that. But um, tell me, what was the reasoning for kind of going the pop route? Because there's not a lot of guitars on this record. Yeah, you know what? We've been writing guitar songs for so long. I mean, we started kind of a more darker riff rock, almost southern rock, band we had a little bit of country kind of to us a lot of every every song has slide guitar on it we love that um but i for some reason this record i i just felt tapped on the guitar side i felt like every riff was written and we were it was kind of like i don't know what to do so i kind of switched to the piano when i switched to the piano i kind of opened up this new world created creatively for me and so uh it just kind of naturally went that way it wasn't conscious thing where we uh were like over guitar we didn't really sit around and think about the songs they just kind of came out and you guys work with a, an, a like a pop producer on this record right a guy who's really known for working more in like top 40 and pop music instead of going you know the old rock route huh yeah you know it was our in our, our guy's uh choice he said you should check out this guy named martin Tereffi. He's a Swedish guy. He he wears like sweater vests, and I'm like, I like him already. And uh, we, I checked out some of the stuff he's done. He's done some massive stuff. He did the the uh, the Hazel Sister uh, San Francisco band. What are they called again? Sister Hazel? No. Uh, <laughs> Drops of Jupiter. Oh, Train. 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 He, he does, so he's done a lot of big stuff. Um, more acoustic rock. He's done a lot of rock stuff, but it's more um, like uh, so terrible with name. You know the guy uh, James Blunt. Okay. Uh, James Morrison. Um, stuff like that. So more acoustic, a lot more of a vibe. So when we went in to do it with him, everything was vibe. He wanted all us in the same room. He just wanted to record, push record, and just let us play, and uh, not not a lot of overdubbing, and uh, it was a great experience. Dynamite. Question number two comes from Andy Man here. What yeah, you um, and and it kind of kind of pings off of what you just uh, what you just said. I mean, you you when I listen to your older stuff, you said country influence, country sound. So when can we expect a country album from you? Ha, never. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to become Kid Rock, man. Oh, <laughs> no. uh, we're staying. Our man asked me that one day. I I, I sometimes write uh, country songs for fun, just the songwriting side and. And he heard some of them. He's like, man, why don't you just sing it yourself? Just put out a country record. I'm like, well, because, A, I'm not a 
country singer. I, I can't fake that. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, that didn't last very long. No, I would never do something like that. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, quest- no worries. Question number three, uh, back to RX. Tell us about the history, uh, maybe a, a personal history of prescription drug abuse. I mean, how close to home does this hit, or were you just trying to raise awareness? And, and part two of that question is prescription uh, drug abuse, is it a... Is it a U.S. epidemic, or is it more of a worldwide phenomenon? It's it's, it's definitely. Uh, well, I'll do I'll do part two first. Okay. It's definitely, I find to be more of an American thing. I think it's something that stemmed from uh, the government lobbyists lobbying. I think it's a lot of uh, these medical companies that have are making billions of dollars, and and the government's getting some cashola. And allowing these prescription pills to be put in people's hands, and, and they they pay doctors to promote them, just like you would get Cialis. <laughs> they were like, you know, you should try. So it's the same kind of thing, you know. It's like, oh, doctor, I've been haven't been feeling well lately. I just can't get out of bed. Oh, really? Oh, well, here, have these pills that this company just gave me a huge box of. So it seems to be a much of. A, I've talked to people that live in Europe and. I grew up in Canada, and it was never really a big issue there. I didn't know anybody that took Xanax or any kind of anxiety pills until I moved down here. So it's that's kind of where I got the idea for the song. Part one is is just living. I've been living here about a decade, and started seeing friends and people I know down here uh, just kind of popping pills like they're Advil, and I'm just kind of like it, it never kind of happened to me. Um, but it's sad. I saw some sad stuff happen to someone I know, and his, his wife, uh, she went to sleep and never woke up. She took a mixture of pills, and and she died in her sleep, and it was so sad. I'm like, man, this is becoming an epidemic. And then I uh, wrote the song, and then it kind of came out right when, you know, the government was kind of calling a state of emergency and, and finally talking about it. It was it's this weird thing that people don't talk about, right? Kind of sweeping under the rug, but finally. Sure. You know, and you, and you take a look at guys like, you know, the late, great Chris Cornell and, uh, you know, certainly uh, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. Sure. And, you know, some of the, the drug issues that they had in their past. Uh, you know, we just had a guy here locally. Uh, Andy and I live in Reno, Nevada. This guy, uh, he was a doctor, uh, prescribed somewhere in the neighborhood of like 23,000 Vicodin or uh, opiate pills over the span of a three-year period. And he got 10 years in prison when he got busted. The guy right. who was schlepping the pills, I think, only got five, four or five two years. years. Two years. Two years, and he's already served 20 months. He's out in four. Unbelievable. Yep. Um, kind of people died from that stuff. Right. And, and yeah, that's, that's, the, yeah, I was, uh, that's the justice. I mean, system. I'm a huge Stone Tail Pilots fan. So when Scott Wayland died on the tour bus, it just was kind of a huge thing for me. I was like, man, oh, man. And then it just kept going. Chris Cornell, I... Same thing. He was he was like an idol. I could never sing like Chris Cornell, but uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. There's it's sad when you see it happening around you. Bands you played shows with and uh, listened to growing up, and and uh, it gets scary. You start thinking to yourself, well, could this be me? I don't know. So I'm glad we got to write the song. I'm glad that people love it. I'm glad that people are talking about it. So it's a good thing. 
kind of okay so kind of on the same line as as rx but not a question about the song but something i was thinking about when i was listening to uh not only this album but kind of some of your older stuff too to compare because when i heard it i was like sounds really pop to me and then i had to go back and listen to some of your older stuff to to go oh well it is real pop and we've talked about that but whistling isn't common in a whole lot of music and you seem to be doing a bit of it who does it and what's your inspiration for it is it is it all you uh, yeah, I whistle. It's funny because uh, I, uh, I, we were out for dinner in New York with uh, some label people, and they're talking about our show. And our A and R guy was like, "Well, that's that's on tape, right? You're not really whistling that." I'm like, "No, I'm whistling that every night." They're like, "He's like, no, that's on tape." I'm like, "I'm not. <laughs> Why would I?" He's like, "No, there's definitely nights where I have to like it's really dry and I can't get a whistle out." But uh, yeah, it's me. You know what? I mean, I went and saw Guns N' Roses to their last show at the Forum here in L.A. And uh, I would say that's a big uh, inspiration. Axl Rose. You know, I, I've been saying lately that people uh, in rock bands have not been using enough instrumentation lately. And we've been playing a lot of piano on this record. There's some whistling. And people kind of instantly go to the pop thing. And I go, well, Axl Rose, I wouldn't say he's a pop guy but he, <laughs> he did some whistling and he did some piano and i think that's pretty freaking cool and it was pretty badass i watched the show and watched some whistle so uh that was pretty cool cool all right question number five uh we we know you've been involved from the start with chad krueger from nickelback i mean you were uh, what the first band signed to his label is that right yeah this is way back in uh 2001 Okay. Now, do you still write with Chad? What's that relationship look like now? Is, is, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because when you get as big as Nickelback has become, all of a sudden, all the talent, you know, people all of a sudden just forget about the talent that you had, and you have a big target on your back because you're a huge celebrity. Is, is that a good thing to be associated with that? Is it a bad thing? Is it, has it been a stigma? Or is it even come into the equation for Theory of a Dead Man? Uh, well, I haven't, I haven't seen him... Uh... I saw him in about 2008. We had uh, we didn't get along very well after the first record, uh, which is kind of sad. But yeah, I haven't uh, seen or talked to the guy in probably almost 10 years. Yeah, we worked together on the first record, and then after that, the stigma, uh, our label, people kept saying we were the, the next Nickelback. You were Nickelback Jr., and it was it was all bad. We didn't want to be the next anybody, and I think we kind of there. It be, kind of became this weird animosity, the two of us, because we were trying to break out, be our own thing, which was good. And I think that he was just trying to help. Uh, and it's kind of sad that that band has sold fifty million albums. Isn't it crazy to say that? That's fifty great. million. Good for them. That's a lot. But why do people hate them so much? I don't get it. It's so crazy. I've had some occasions to hang out with Chad, and he has always been just the coolest guy ever. I'm sure there's a different Chad when he's away from the media and behind the scenes. And, and, and I would imagine somebody who's had the success of Chad Kruger can, can, can be a little on the headstrong side. So I could certainly see him butting heads with another creative type like yourself, Tyler. Uh, you have one vision for what the sound should be, and he probably has another vision for the sound, what the sound should be, which is probably pretty much like Nickelback, right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, th th I think that's what it was. I mean, he really did find us and help us, so uh, it, uh, it was almost like we were like, hey, listen, just can you back off and let us do our own thing? He might have taken that person, but uh, but yeah, he is. He's. I've always known him to be a great guy. He's always been nice. Uh, I do text back and forth with the drummer once in a while with some jokes and stuff, but, 
yeah, I haven't run into those guys in quite a long time. Cool. Hey, um, you know, we, we've, we've done this a few times with a, with a number of bands and, uh, uh, especially kind of bands nowhere near the success of you, but they, they write hundreds of songs quite often and, and, and comb through these songs to get 12 good ones for, for an album. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but I kind of just was listening and I was listening to Wicked, Wicked Game. And then, of course, uh, Shape of My Heart is a, is a great song uh, by Sting that you guys covered. Um, and it got me thinking, what's the motivation for covering songs? Um, I, I don't know. I think boredom. <laughs> I think we had a few months off. We were between records, and I just was like, you know, I'm going to maybe record some covers. It's not something we usually, usually do. The Wicked Game was the first time we've ever put a cover on one of our records. And we actually honestly didn't want to. Our, uh, our label was kind of uh, like, hey, this is a great version that you did of it we really would like you guys to put it on there so we're kind of like all right but uh, yeah the covers thing i think is just purely for fun um i don't write hundreds of songs i literally just write pretty much um the songs necessary for the record and then that's it i mean I'm, i think this record we maybe wrote 15 16 and i think there was maybe a, a few that just didn't even track we were like nah forget it uh, but yeah, the covers is fun. I think that you'll hear a song, like I'm sure you guys have favorite songs and you're like, man, I should just pick up the guitar and figure out how to do it. So sure. it's, it's, kind of, yeah. All right. I, and I kind of lost count. I think that was maybe question number seven or something uh, like six, that. Anyway, six or seven. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you're from Canada originally, British Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so what's your favorite Canadian rock band of all time? Maybe we can go old school here and, and we'll have some, uh, you know, some, some, kinship all time i don't know man you know what i mean lord downey just passed away at brain cancer he's the singer of tragically hip you know that band the tragically Hip. of course yeah um they're probably i mean i i listened to a lot of their old stuff uh and i had friends that like that was their favorite band of all time but i would say that's probably the best canadian band of all time tragically hip because anytime you put on the tragically hip it would just be you'd be drinking canadian beer and you'd be camping somewhere and driving in a pickup truck it was just it just kind of epitomized that feeling okay best canadian beer coconut what was that coconut coconut i can we yeah, do coconut down i don't think so i've never son of a gun it's hard to find man it's the, only in the west coast i think it, it's the best molson canadian is terrible <laughs> <laughs> i got i grew up on the uh, mickey's big mouth oh yeah or the mickey's 40 ounce and man as uh, you know at 18 years old i hate I, I, I can't i shouldn't admit this but growing up in texas it was one mickey's 40 ounce man you'd be set for the evening man it was on fire it was yeah. going on uh, okay how about your favorite american rock band of all time now you've been uh, here in the states a, for a decade that's another question that's no, all part of the same Fa- favorite okay. rock band whatever american that's got to be the doors nice good choice uh, my favorite, in- favorite bands of all time uh the, the english but i would say the doors i listened to a lot of the doors when i was a kid and i uh another idol of mine is who's dead is uh jim morrison so wow well that kind of feeds right into my question or one of the questions that i wrote was uh who's the best band we're not listening to now not making it they're not making it but you love listening to them 
who's the best band right now? Well, we just did a tour with two awesome bands. You might have heard of one of them. Um, uh, Royal Republic from Sweden. You ever heard of those guys? Baby, yeah, hell yeah. Love those guys. Oh, they're so good. Uh, and then Aaron Jones. Have you heard of him? No. Write that down. Aaron Jones. How do you spell that? A-A-R-O-N or Aaron? Yeah, it's Aaron, but it's Aaron. Um, he's from Seattle, and he's in a, in a side project with, I think, a couple guys from Pearl Jam. Um, and he's just this amazing singer guitar player. He is like the... I don't want to say this because it's. I'm going to say it anyways. But he like he's he's like the new Jimi Hendrix. But I'm sure he don't tell him that because you know no one wants to be the next somebody. Um, but yeah, he he is and his band is so good. It's just it's almost like it's it's gone back to old school where it's a three piece, amazing bass player, amazing guitar player, drummer, and they just uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of where rock needs to go. So I've got I've got uh, two quick favors to ask you. Number one is, and I should have asked this earlier, is it possible to kill the light that says like you have like a sword coming right down over your nose right now? And 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 number two, any chance we get just a brief tour of the uh, of the casa there? Oh, he's he's unscrewing the light. I think. I think it's on a switch. <laughs> is it the switch in the ceiling? Man, your house is built weird, dude. I just unscrewed it from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> And, and can you show us the uh, piano room? Yeah, well, the internet doesn't seem to work in there. I went in there and it oh. just instantly turned up. Okay. Right. All right. The, whole, the house is so old that it has, um, whatchamacallit, walls. What are they called? Uh, plaster. It's plaster. And internet, I, I had the internet guys come over here and I'm like, why does my internet work if I go in this one room? They're like, plaster walls, they don't go through that. It's like, cause it's like cement. So the internet wow. in my house has been sketchy. Uh, if you walk you outside, we'll see if the internet works out there. Cool. All right. Let's check it out. See, you don't get this on every single uh, uh, YouTube video. And by the way, again, I want to say thank you, Tyler. I, I did a little bit of research. You haven't done a whole lot of uh, interviews, especially not this style, around uh, the uh, new Wake Up Call album, have you? There's my pool. Oh, nice. Not really. I have a little, uh, you know, a little barbecue party area. I've covered up my couches, though. Uh, we have the huge uh, the Santa Ana winds here, so everything is just like a disaster here. I was going to say, it looks pretty clear in the skies. I was going to ask yeah. if the fires have affected you where you're at there. Yeah, they're uh, they're over that way. You don't see them until the night. At nighttime, the whole horizon is just orange. It looks it looks like uh, it's the end of the world. <laughs> it's, really, it's really like, it looks, it's really scary. And I tried to film it, but it looks like it doesn't work. We but then I have that first, uh, my studio. Okay. So, so. From, so from Canada, I'm going to ask my question now because uh, there you are and you're out in, in Southern California. You said you've been there about a decade. What's the major draw? What was the major reason going from Canada to California? I was married and she wanted to move down here. And uh, I had to go. <laughs> I had to go. And then uh, we got divorced, and uh, I just stayed here because I love it, and I golf. And it's it's just the weather here is 70. It's like 75 degrees out today. And so, uh, yeah, so this is uh, – I got a bunch of guitars and stuff in here. And I don't know if you, you can't really see. You can't but see it. You can't see anything. There's a bunch of amps everywhere. Very so cool. that's about it. But, uh, yeah, I recorded some stuff on the new record in the studio. 
and then there's a uh, that goes into like the whatever room, live room. We can do vocals or whatever you want to do in there. I was gonna say the uh, the, the vocal shower because you know we always sound better when we're singing in the shower, right? Uh, yeah, always. Yep. And you always sound better when you're naked too. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I would it's an acoustic thing, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, uh, listen. All I, right. I, I know all you guys have a great sense of humor, but uh, with you know, the time constraints of this interview, you have other stuff going on, and only having ten questions to ask, I have to keep my last last question very very serious here. Um, the question is, Tyler, who would win in a knife fight: Canadian bacon, American bacon, or Kevin Bacon? In a knife fight. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, hundred percent, man. I'm, I love Kevin Bacon, and he, he could definitely uh, win in any knife fight. And I don't get Canadian bacon. It's not even really bacon. It's, it's like not bacon. It's, it's ham. Goddamn ham! Pisses me off every time I get Canadian bacon. I'm like, no, I want the fatty, you know, salty stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Canadian bacon, kind of, but I, come on, give me the real bacon anytime. I don't. What is the real bacon? Is that just? That's the world minus Canada bacon. What do they call it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pork belly that's cured and smoked. I, you're uh, taking the serious sure. route. Andy. I know. Hey, Absolutely. Uh, Ty, Ty, Tyler Connolly from Theory of a Dead Man. Again, thank you so much for taking the time out today. Congratulations. New album is called Wake Up Call. It's available right now, and it wraps up with the aforementioned Wicked Game. And I have to say, even though you guys did, you know, had some aversions to put it on the record. When I heard that song for the first time, I, 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 when I listen to a cover song, I, I say, think one of two things. Either did they do the song justice as, as it was when I first heard the song, or have they completely changed it and made it their own where it's, it resembles the original song, but it's cool and different enough, and you guys ace that one, man. So congratulations on that. Really a nice job. That was kind of the whole point. We, uh, we kind of told our label that, like, well, if we're going to do it, we're going to we're not going to have these screeching guitar solos and kind of make it into like a rock single. We were going to try to do something completely different. So yeah, we thought we, uh, we did a good job. I really hope people like it. I yeah, think, it works. Uh, like song. Well, theory of a dead man, by, by the way, for uh, folks watching this video here in the Reno proper area, you guys are going to be up in South Lake Tahoe in February. Oh, nice. uh, I think we're breaking that news right now on two dudes reviews. So, uh, can't wait to see you here, man. It, it's uh, it's going to be fun to see you in the flesh and uh, maybe hang out and have a couple of Canadian beers or shoot some tequila. Coconut. Uh, yeah, you know, how far is that from you guys? Not half an hour? Or? Yeah, about, about that. About an hour. About an hour? Depends on what side of town you live on, really. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's great. We will, I don't know what date that is, but I think that I think the dates go out on Monday. With uh, So I think that's in February. Yes, if memory serves me correctly, February 17th, I believe it's either a Tuesday or Wednesday, which sucks for people like me who have to wake up at 3.30 in the morning, but I will take the bullet to come and, uh, and see the show, man. Oh, it's going to be great. Hope to see you guys. That'd be awesome. Thanks, right. Tyler. Right on, brother. We'll catch up soon. Thanks so much for doing this. 